0: With the first reading from Genesis, we have a garden. With the reading from the Holy Gospel, we have the desert. So tonight we go from the garden to the desert. A little religious mythology associated with the Genesis book. Serpents don't speak. That's the least of that reading. That we should be concerned about the main message that the authors of genesis tried to get across with this reading this section of this reading from the book of beginnings the book of genesis is that god created everything and he gave it to us and it was up to us to enjoy it but the big problem with temptation is, even today, our biggest temptation is to be God, to act like God, and to not believe or worship God, but believe and worship ourselves or our own self-concept. So devil seduces woman than the man and the woman gets a hard break here she's the first one to be seduced by the devil but that was the chauvinistic author who put the woman first people men and women are seduced by Satan every day so we follow the scriptures and we hear God is taking care of us but if we screw up bad, get out of my sight, he says. And that's basically what happened to our ancestors. Adam and Eve, no, our ancestors. I wasn't around, no one was around. And just don't, we don't wanna get caught up into the reading as if it's historical. It's religious mythology. It's trying to impose on what we believe And this is the israelites as they're wandering through the deserts listening to abraham's ancestors and they're trying to put it all together so one of the authors sits down he writes a little bit another author sits down he writes a little bit and it all comes together and they put it together by the year 1000. first five books of the bible are written They're called the Pentateuch, five books. The issue is, how do we figure where we are in the universe? And that question was probably asked around the campfire of the nomadic people who were the Israelites. There were 12 tribes of them. And they wandered all through the desert of Sinai, eventually coming to the Holy Land. But you can see as they stopped, and somebody probably said in the group, what what are we doing here? Who do we follow? This God that we we are adoring has no face, has no form, has no body. So you can just imagine one of the patriarchs sitting down and saying, "Well, well, well, listen, everything you see from the sand to the stars, to the birds, to the fish, well, God, Yahweh, who has no name, just brought, brought them all together out of nothing. And you can see the listeners saying, yeah, okay. But we follow Yahweh because he is the nameless one. You know how all those Egyptians worshipped and we were trapped in Egypt and we were trapped in Canaan, all different places. You know how all those people worshipped statues, worship statues, not pray to them, worship statues for the earth, for the air, for water. Well, we don't do that. The Israelite leaders are saying to the people, we don't do that. We worship God, Yahweh. And we are bonded to him by the covenant. And we have that covenant, which tells us basically how to act. You know the rules, don't kill, don't steal, don't sleep with someone else's wife, don't, don't bear false witnesses, you know all that. Well, that comes from our heart, our soul, our mind, and revealed to us by our God, whom we cannot see. But yet he's with us. He's always with us. He takes care of us. He brings us out of bondage. He brings us to hope. And our connection to our God is to connect with him through prayer. And that brings us to the desert. We hear Jesus tonight in prayer in the desert. Historically, he had already been baptized, and now he's coming out to meet the world, you might say. So he goes off and prays 40 days Sound familiar? Lent. That's why we commemorate 40 days and we're purple. And what Jesus does there is he connects with God the Father in prayer. But you know, he could be the Son of God, but he ain't getting out easy. Satan sees him. What did Satan look like? I don't know. Maybe a voice. Maybe a serpent. But the temptation is real, and you could almost personify temptation because it exists today, too, in another form, but we'll talk about that. So temptation goes to him and says, Jesus, come on. You're the son of God. (laughs) If you were the son of God, you'd take these rocks and feed yourself with them make them bread, make them warm, little buns, slabber a little honey on them from the desert. Jesus is fasting. He's fasting, as we do, to come in contact with himself. He fasts to come in closer contact with himself and God that is with him. And that's why we fast. And that's why we give alms and that's why we're extra charitable during the season of Lent, to give up stuff that distract us and come closer into contact with ourselves, the deepest part of ourselves, and come closer into contact with God, who is always with us, although we don't see him. We know that. So temptation says to Jesus, food, you can make them. You want power? Stick with me. He shows them all the kingdoms of the world. And all temptation Satan wants is to be adored. But we don't do that today, right? We don't adore our temptations. Think about it. Jesus says, No, no, I'm not going that route. I'm close to my Father, to God. I'm not going that route. All the kingdoms of the world don't attract me. And temptation brings him to a place of power, the top of the temple. If you are the Son of God, I can just see temptation with a smirk saying that. Or to us, if you are really Catholic, if you are really Christian, Think how many times temptation has spoken to us. Throw yourself down, and God will send his angels and swoop you up and save you. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. Basically, Jesus tells Satan, go to hell. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And then there's us. What are our temptations? We're out of the garden and into the desert. I think if any of us looked to ourselves in the mirror of our souls we'd realize that our greatest temptation is to be God to control my life to call the shots it sound familiar our temptation in the 21st century is to be God and follow the current creed or the current trend or the current movement that our society follows. So, open the pages of the newscasts, Twitters or Facebooks and what do we see? The trends. What are the trends that are the temptations of today? Well, for many people, the whole concept of woke. Forget the past. Let's recreate Reality, and you know the ramifications of that sociologically. What happens to our people? What happens to our youth? What happens to how we worship God, and we don't communicate that to our youth by action or word? We give in to temptation, and we go and we fight at our school boards, or we, or we. Demonstrate, or we read about it in the papers. How many people are challenging the reality of today? You're a boy. You want to be a girl? Be a girl. You you a girl? You want to be a girl? boy? Be a boy. That's that's contra indicated by our intelligence. So we want to recreate. I say we, people, some of society, because. If we, and now I mean we, were faithful to God and his holy word, and really stood up for God's holy word and lived it, the world would be converted. We believe in the son of God becoming a human being. We believe that in a few moments, he will be here on the altar and we will receive him as our bread of life. If we really believed it, I feel like the devil. If you really believe that you are the Son of God, if you really believe that you are a Christian, if you really believe that you take the body of Christ in the Eucharist, if you really believe in all that stuff from Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, the world would be changed. Not in a bad place. The world would be changed into the garden, the ideal place. And not a garden of fruit and vegetables and animals, but a garden of God's presence. See, so we come to church to tell the Lord, I've sinned, I made a mistake. Okay, and God receives us back and he forgives us. And we don't have to be part of the trend of society, making poor choices. Look at Jesus, the choices he made. He could have had anything he wanted. Jesus, the man, could have had anything he wanted, but he first had to worship evil. He first had to worship the non-reality and the temptations of Satan. Oh, that's Old Testament. That's a long time ago. Go out into the streets and you'll see it there today. The temptation to run our own lives to hell with everybody else. The temptation to be in control. Uh, I want Ukraine. Let's bomb it until I get it. The temptation to hurt people because they are a different color or a different language. The temptation to be superior because we're of one particular ethnic class. And all of that, to that, God says, go to hell. Because we're following Satan. When we don't respect one another, Genesis is there for a purpose. God made man and woman, and there are various versions of it because, as I said, there were oral traditions that eventually got written together, but God made man and woman, and he put his own image in them. Want to see God? Look around this church. Want to see the presence of God? Look around the church. Want to see the presence of God in the world? Go outside. And there we'll be confronted by seeing the presence of God and temptation. Satan. In so many ways. Okay, so who do we rely on as we begin the season of Lent? Do We rely on Jesus, who in his humanity was tempted and rejected evil. Or do we rely on evil itself? We're in the desert right now. We're not in the ideal place of heaven or the garden. We're we're in the desert every day. And Jesus is asking us Do you believe in my Father? Then you'll stay with me. If you believe in Satan, then you'll be with Satan. And then you want to change society in your way to control, to denigrate, to destroy family life, to destroy the sacrament of marriage. Keep going. Satan has a good hold on this world and this desert that we're in. And I'm not... Be very careful of this. I'm not speaking against... Or commenting on a person who experiences either dysphoria or a person who experiences within him or herself the desire for a person to love of his or her own gender. I'm not speaking about that. That's a whole different issue than remaking reality and changing reality that term woke certainly says it all wherever it is applied i can guarantee you the attempt is to change history and don't forget jesus christ came into history lived In history and was tempted in history and conquered the tempter by the cross so it wasn't easy we hear he was hungry we hear he was shown delusions but he stuck to the father in whose image he was made no beginning, no end. So the invitation is to us. Do we stick to Jesus and face the temptations of Lent during these next 40 days? Do we stick to Jesus and face the desert knowing that we're not gonna be appreciated because we're Catholic? Do we stick with Jesus to the cross and the resurrection. It's up to us. I shouldn't say that. It's up to you, each one of us. The garden, the desert, Jesus, or Satan.